Hi, I'm Cosby. And I'm Felicia. And just so you know, this episode that you're going to hear today... Was recorded at an earlier time. Yes, so it might actually say something like 2020 just started. Or this month, February 25th. So just know that we had a lot of stuff going on and so it took us a while to get these up. But after all these episodes are gone, you won't hear this disclaimer ever again. Nope. And every episode you will listen to will actually apply and the dates will actually matter. Yes. And some of the episodes are just going to be about certain movies or certain points. And so those just go wherever they want to. But please enjoy today's episode. Thank you. On today's episode of the Poof Podcast, we're going to talk about the Food and Wine Festival that is now back. Our Lizzie, Hilary Duff, breaks her silence about the series. The Proud family is finally greenlit with a new name. And Bob Iger steps down as CEO. What? All that and more on today's Poofcast. Poof! It's the Poofcast. That's literally not the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been though. I like that. Like, Pookin, Pookin. That reminds me. What of- if we're those people that have a new theme song every episode? We barely have enough time to this record an episode every week, let alone do that. That would be cool. That that reminded me of um, from that uh, from all that where we're ear boy. Ear boy, his ears are really big. (laughs) That's what that reminded me of. Anyways, hi guys. Welcome back. Hello, welcome to the Poof cast. Poof. Poof. It's so nice to have you guys. And who are you? My name is Cosby, and who are you? And I'm Felicia. Yes, we're here. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. I want to start off with this Hillary Duff statement. So can you go ahead and tell me that? Because I've been waiting. This just broke, right? The news just broke at this moment. But you will probably be listening to this later. And you probably have heard this by now. But here we go. Hillary Duff has broke her silence on Instagram. She decided to post a note from her iPhone, clearly. And this is what she has to say. Was incredibly excited to launch Lizzie on D+, and my passion remains. However, I feel huge responsibility to honor the fans' relationship with Lizzie, who, like me, grew up seeing themselves in her. I'd be doing a disservice to everyone by limiting the realities of a 30-year-old's journey to live under the ceiling of a PG rating. And it's important to me that just as her experiences as a preteen teenager navigating life were authentic, her next chapters are equally as real and relatable. It would be a dream if Disney would let us move the show to Hulu. If they were interested and I could bring this beloved character to life again. Heart. So basically, and we we had spoken about this on a previous episode, the show is dead. (laughs) Yes, we confirmed on Variety this week as well, um, a like source has like come out to discuss all the things we basically already discussed. We don't really have to reiterate those things, but it's clear that yes, the show is dead and it they taught like they go into how like Terry Minsky got fired um, after two episodes were completed. 
her unceremonious exit has led many industry insiders to speculate that the revival will not move forward. So, so, um, and that's kind of what we did think because instead of it being a, oh, she stepped down, she was fired. So she actually, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So before it was stepped down, oh, now it's Terry fired. Minsky steps down, and she also said, "I'm so proud of the two episodes we did." Hillary has a grasp of Lizzie at 30, and that needs to be seen. It's a wonderful thing to watch. I would love the show to exist, but ideally I would love it if it could be given that treatment of going to Hulu and doing the show that we were doing. That's the part where I'm completely in the dark. It's important to me that the show was important to people, and I feel like I wanted to do a show that was worthy of that kind of devotion. You know, I personally think that it needs to be there. I don't know if we talked about this or not, but it it just feels right. They own Hulu. <laughs> we well, what we kind of discussed was like, would Disney Plus in general start releasing content that was more like, would they have a separate section, or how would that work if they would start releasing more adult ish content or teen content or whatever? Yeah, yeah, so that was another speculation: is would that type of content exist on that platform? But the reason why they're talking about Hulu now is because another story broke out this week about Love, Simon. They were planning to... To do a, a series. On Disney+. Plus, But it's not going to be there. But it's not going to be there because it's not family friendly. I never thought that... Whenever I heard yeah. that it was going there, I, I, I thought that was an error. I thought that they meant Hulu and somebody just got it wrong. And... I think that also goes to show that Disney's just not paying that much attention to yeah. what this platform is supposed to be. Because I'm not going to lie, and we can talk about this in a little bit because we still need to talk about uh, some of the episodes of the what's the president show? The um, my oh, Diary uh, of a Diary Future of President, a Fu- yeah, yeah. Um, which we love. <laughs> yeah, it's a great show, but it kind of goes with Disney Plus is not for adults. Unless the adult has a kid. And so besides the Mandalorian, I think it's going to be hard to find anything else that will fit unless it's a Marvel or -hmm. unless it is another Star Wars project. Because I think that for them, they can feel that those work because the kids won't be that interested in it. But seeing that all the Lizzie McGuire episodes are up and then now the adult Lizzie McGuire is up, I can see how that can be a conflict for kids to be like, oh, here's this one. Let me go watch the other one, Um, which is actually a perfect segue into the next thing we are going to talk about, which would be the Proud Family. But when you look at the Proud Family, it's a cartoon. And it's not like they're having Penny Proud have her own kids, you know? So I think that's one that's a little bit different. And if you look at the other show, which I've talked about before, that they they had, um, you know, a reboot, it was Raven. Raven has kids. Yeah. So you don't have to see the process of her getting dating. Yeah, family. And yeah. She's yeah. already got kids installed. They're ready. You know, they, they, they're old enough. They're the, almost the same age she was when she started the show. Yeah. So now it's just another family show. You don't have to deal with the whole, how did she get those kids? Like, w- what's the process? Was she yeah. married? You don't have to deal with that. Well, same thing with um, Boy Meets Girl, mm. right? exact that? same or, thing that's what it was girl girl meets, meets world. world i was like i know i'm not saying right <laughs> saying it right it's girl meets world i i'm sorry i didn't no you're right i 100%. only saw the episodes when like 
old cast members would come back and stuff girl like meets that. world yes it's the same thing yes well i read another point that someone had made that people were expecting girl meets world to be like a different direction but like you said it's going in a family that's direction the same thing. yeah but that's the same thing i thought too when i started watching girl meets world i was confused i felt that we were just going to see an extension of Corey matthews and topanga's yes. life Mm-hmm. but through the eyes of the child. And so it ended up being this thing where I, maybe this would be unpopular to say, but it felt as if she was a, a new age hippie, like the daughter, mm. because it would be, what is the universe? What's this? What's that? I felt like she was, you know, high or like, <laughs> does that make sense? Because she would always be talking about that. And then when you go and look at the other episodes, of Corey when he was a kid, you saw him from way younger until through the age college. that her daughter is until they're in college. They got, you know, it was a whole bunch of different worlds, but you never really, you would see those conversations in that show about like, what's the world and this and that, but it felt, it felt more real, I guess, you know, it felt like you can actually understand this. And when, when um he would go over and it was Mr. Matthews and, and, and Mr. Feeney would tell him stuff, you would see, okay, you can tell this child is not understanding it, but he will eventually. And then they showed that in the show to where he got older, and then he would yeah, thank him for that. Yeah, with the flashbacks, you know? yeah. It's like, oh, I get it now. Like, even even one of the, um, I don't know if anybody knows, but the last uh, episode, I think, because the parents had another kid, so it was a young, they had like a young um, uh, son, and so Corey is telling his younger brother all this information and it became this whole thing where like, I think one of the last things he said was, so I guess that's how, what it means to for boy to meet world. And he's like, oh, I, I guess I get that. And it was like, ha ha ha. But it wasn't one of these things where he sat there and it, you, he was smoking on a pipe and he's like, what is the world? <laughs> what is the universe? And I felt like that's all that was happening in that show. No, no offense to the show. I did watch almost every single episode you know i knew some people on it and i thought they were great but i think that it didn't give me the vibe i was looking for you know what i mean i will say that i am sad that it didn't get as much time because i think that that show was really good even though there were some parts that felt hippie-ish to me i really do think that the show was good now when it comes to that show if you go and watch um cory not in the first season because in the first season, you know, he's really like, oh, man, I'm about baseball on this and that, which is, you know, cool. He's a kid. But as he gets a little bit older, then you actually see Riley. And that is something I'll say they did really well. Michael Jacobs, the whole crew, they did really well. Um, the way that Riley was always like, oh, I love she'll say stuff like I love Pluto. Look at the little planet or um, things like that. And little mannerisms on the way that she acted was really exactly like Corey in school. So that was pretty cool. I will give them credit on that because that was pretty cool. And that's what made me sad that they didn't get um, more than three seasons because I really wanted to see what would happen with them going into high school. You know, they brought Corey's little brother back. So that could have been a lot better. But, you know, you can't always get what you want. Now, can we move on to the next thing? Sure. The Proud Family. What? 
is back. And we we talked about this before too, but but we've got confirmation now that it's back. It's official. We knew that Proud Family wasn't initially on Disney Plus, and then we were excited when they added it on. And you clearly stated that that's probably because a new series yes. is going to come back. And now we get actual like a glimpse. I low key might have known that information because I don't even remember how I found that out. But you know, I have you my have sources. Ways. I do. Sure. I do have my ways, and so. But now, February 27th, they finally actually put out on Hollywood Reporter and Variety and all these other outlets, CNN, that it is back. And 18 years after the original premiere, Proud Family is back. And it's actually got a new name, too. It's Proud Family Louder and Prouder. I'm so excited about it. Almost all the original people are back, including Kyla Pratt, who did play Penny Proud, Tommy Davidson, who is Oscar Proud and one of the creators of it as well, um, Paula Parker, who was Trude, and then, of Trude. course, Joe Marie Payton, who is Sugar Mama, is all back, and I'm so excited. I'm for it. Uh the girl Karen, who played Dijonay, is going to be back. Salel Moon Fry, uh, who played Zoe, is going to be back. Uh, Lisa Reyes, who was La Cienega Boulevard, is, is there. And Cedric the Entertainer, who was Uncle Bobby Proud. Oh no, he's going to be back too. <laughs> so I think I think the um, the only thing I wanted to know because I didn't see the picture you were talking about, where the the, the twins are older. Yeah. Um, I believe that the picture could be it. on the actual <gasps> There Disney. it is. Yes. Whoa, look at that. So see, it looks like Penny's a little older. The twins are clearly older, but they're not at the same time. Wow. Yeah. This is interesting. So for those of you who have never seen the Proud Family, um... The Proud Family is one of the greatest cartoons in Disney Channel history. It was about a black family called the Proud Family, obviously. Oscar Proud, he owned a, a snack company. The mom is a vet, a vet, a veterinarian. And Penny was, what, in eighth grade, I think? Middle school? Yeah, she was somewhere in middle school. And so the show was really good. They only had two seasons, but there's a lot of good ones. I mean, they really go deep there's into There's a lot of show. episodes for oh, just yeah, being yeah. two seasons. It's not like a 10-episode season. No, I think there might be 50 um, or 52 total, total yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was it was really cool. They dealt with a whole bunch of different things when it comes to bullying and and uh, rumors, which I thought was crazy. You know, they had, they had one episode where... Uh, she went into the closet with a boy. And yeah, they he was had a, a seven minutes in heaven yeah, yeah. type of situation at a party. And and he was a nerd. And I really liked that episode because after he came out, every everybody thought he was so cool, even though nothing happened. They thought he was so cool. And so then after that, he became like a player. And and um, then she you know, had everybody look at her bad because of it. So this is a show for kids. That, you know, these were middle schoolers, but you were taught. So when I was little, I was watching this and I'm seeing, okay, that's the way things like this would go. So I really thought it was a good show for the time. And I'm really excited to see what new things they would add to it for today's time. And also keep in mind, this is the first time Disney Channel, when the show released, it was the first time that 
there was a black creator, Bruce W. Smith, and he was the producer. He wrote episodes, mm-hmm. like a lot of them, yeah. To actually have this series for black culture, for people of color, and have that like steam headed by that. That's why there's so many amazing references in it, like um, Wizard Kelly, who's basically like Magic Johnson. <laughs> it's Wizard Kelly, y'all. Yeah, there's there's so many like little things, you know. I mean. Destiny's Child with the whole theme song. There's there's so much. Yo, Destiny's Child and Solange. Yes. Knows Beyonce's uh, uh, sister. I almost said daughter. Beyonce, the Destiny's Child and uh, Solange banger, the Proud Family theme song. Man, if you haven't heard, it's it's probably one of the best theme songs of all time. I, I really, I'm really excited to see what happens um with it you know the funny thing is it wasn't supposed to be talked about and now i remember why looking at this article mm-hmm. um tommy davidson who is oscar proud he actually <laughs> he actually let it slip back in august of oh. last year and i think because of that certain people who knows certain people <laughs> let me in on the information. And I was like, nah, that's crazy. But that was also around the time when everybody was getting excited about Disney plus coming and, and we didn't know it was going to be on it and stuff. You know, we weren't sure how, how the layout was going to go. Uh, here we are several months into it and we're still not sure how the layout's going to go for new shows. So I think, um, knowing that this show came was going to come back really made me happy because it, it's one of my favorite. And it's one of those shows that made me feel like it was short-lived, you know? I mean, I feel... I, I would I'd, I would have rather seen um, Kim Possible come back in this sense than the live action, you know? To just give it... Like, give it a reboot of it. Well, that's what a lot of people have said, that these new revivals of these shows that we loved as kids... Mm-hmm have been missing the mark like Kim Possible was not should not have been marketed to the new generation they didn't grow up on Kim Possible and also this was before Disney plus so Kim Possible came out and a lot of kids didn't know what Kim Possible was unless maybe they had an older brother or sister or a parent a parent now you know sure a young parent yeah uh but but that's the truth uh with with Kim Possible um or reboot like even the freaky friday i i I, did you see that the freaky friday reboot oh did i see that what would you think the movie right yeah the the they redid like the musical movie what'd you think what'd you think (laughs) did you cry no i didn't cry that was ridiculous (laughs) it just feels like that was idiotic but it was was, no (laughs) no (laughs) but felicia it's one of those those uh uh, Felicia cries at a lot of things, and so I just felt like I, it was a story about a mom and the daughter, so I thought it might make you cry. No. What? This is supposed to be a comedy movie? That's, and well, let's be real. The Jamie Lee Curtis, Lindsay Lohan is prime time. I mean, I like the original, too, but they decided to let's reboot this story that we've already seen twice and make it into a musical. The songs were ridiculous. It was just like the girl who is the daughter who's supposed to be rebellious. She wasn't really rebellious. It was just all very like cookie cutter, but also very low budget at the same time. Like I couldn't believe I was watching a Disney Channel production. It felt like a nice school play. 
It felt like Lifetime, <gasps> like a Hallmark really, movie. They, I mean, because they were singing though. Like I, the mom and the daughter yeah, were. Yeah, uh-huh. they were getting it. They were getting you, it. They were that's getting what you thought when you were. I was laughing though, and I was like, "What am I watching?" No, I didn't close. Look. I almost paused, like turned it off halfway. I was like, "Am I really torturing myself right now?" I think that uh, Felicia and I are going to have to do a version of what we do together with people like as commentary for these shows because that's what we do is we'll watch a whole bunch of things and we'll just talk about it hard and it can be fun like our favorite series ever that netflix has for movies the royal <laughs> the oh my royal, gosh uh, what is, the what royal is prince christmas and, prince and, christmas yeah. prince yeah, and then the Royal Wedding, and then the Royal Baby, which I we still haven't seen We didn't even watch Royal yet. Baby. Yeah. Wow, yeah. we were sleeping on that. But then so. our other favorites with our Queen Vanessa Hudgens, oh, man. Princess Switch, and then we decided oh, to watch she, she The Night Before the night. Christmas. Oh, man. Disney, Disney royalty over there on Netflix. Vanessa, I'm it. waiting for the next cheesy Christmas movie. Please give it to me this year, 2020. Yeah, this is this is the new way. Uh, shout out to Netflix for actually having that department i'm excited to see if disney plus is going to do one this year you know and of all the people in the world that should be their first call is her or even she's hillary might do it too hillary probably do one ashley tidsdale ashley tidsdale would do one yeah she ashley tidsdale is huge on tiktok is she yeah of course she she does tiktok dances all i mean i'm here for it (laughs) like give me I don't know what Ashley Tisdale would be doing on her Disney Plus show, but I want to see is she dancing or something. <laughs> what if there was a reunion? Oh, gosh. Repeat that. Oh, gosh. Repeat what you okay. said from the beginning. What if there was a reunion episode of, like, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, Hannah no, Montana? It's yes. Not happening. Yes. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. I don't even know if, if Miley's allowed on Disney property <laughs> anymore. <laughs> like I don't I don't think that's legal. <laughs> Ever since she she killed that by doing blurred lines at MTV Awards. Oh no. I think Let's from not that talk moment about that. they said Bob Iger probably put in his <laughs> That's the segue to but Bob okay, Iger let's, probably let's, let's put speak that of in his stuff. Bob Iger then. Even if I'm gone, Miley's still banned. That's probably what he said. So if you guys know Bob Iger was the CEO of Disney. He is the man who is responsible for all the big acquisitions we now know of today. Star Wars, Marvel, Fox. Was he the best CEO? Questionable. But he did all these great things. Eisner would have something to say to that. Yeah. (laughs) Eisner has a lot of things to say. Follow him on Twitter, you guys. (laughs) <laughs> he has opinions. I didn't even I should have checked his Twitter first when this news dropped because he does not hold back. He's like, I'm not part of Disney anymore. You can't have me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like when Jayon Boyega was done with Star Wars. He was like I, I my contract is broken. I can say what I want now. This is insane. Why? <laughs> He really did that though too. I I think we we might need to do it for your sake since you love him so much. We might need to do a John Boyega watch, like make yes. that a segment. Yes. To see what he's doing this week because he's doing a lot. So the reason we're talking about 
Bob Iger is because he has officially stepped down as CEO. He was originally just supposed to be the CEO till 2018, but then they extended his tenure and then they extended it again till 2021. And we don't know why he stepped down. It seemed very sudden. Like, he was he was the um he'd been there for this is about 15 years cuz he was there since 2005. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the question that's on everyone's minds is why did he step down so like unceremoniously? Yeah. Because we knew that his contract was extended till 2021, so people knew that it was happening, but it just kind of was like out of the blue. Like You do know that that he um that uh Bob, the new Bob, cuz there's a new Bob. Yes, uh, so we'll get it. to him next. <laughs> you you do know that that um it in his contract it stated that he actually answers to Iger until Iger's yes. contract is up. Yeah. So what so even though he's still contracted, what he's now doing is he's assuming the role of executive chairman and he will be like helping the new Bob with all this and he's supposed to do other management Let's not operations. Say that. That, that seems like a nickname he might end up getting there. Oh the new Bob. <laughs> new Bob. <laughs> Guys, new Bob's coming. But um, it was just it was just random news. Like it, it, it was it, it was it, not, it but was it's just, not small. That's a huge yeah. thing. You got to think about that. What she just said makes so much sense about the fact Marvel, uh, Pixar too, right? Oh, yes. Pixar. Marvel, Pixar, um, Fox. Uh, Hulu, Fox. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the creation ESPN. and launch. ESPN. The, no, they already had that, I think. The, the creation and launch of Disney Plus. All of these things were under uh, Bob Iger. Now, I have a question for you. Sure. People keep forgetting about this too. Under Bob Iger, Disney took over the number one spot on the charts of the of the most um, profitable film of all time worldwide because of Avengers. Yeah. So Michael Eisner was before him, who brought in the Renaissance because mm-hmm. he was there from '84 uh, until I guess 2005 when. Um, Bob took over. That's the that's Pocahontas. That's Mulan. That's yeah, Aladdin, Little Mermaid. That's Little Mermaid. That's Beauty like, and the Beast. First for, Oscar. For, you know, that's yeah. That's all of that's all of us here that grew up with that one before. You know, this whole newer Renaissance of the uh, Moana and the Frozen and the stuff. And that's all that was under Iger. Who do you think? is more important that's a hard question oh gosh whoa <laughs> who do you think i more I, I wasn't to... expecting i didn't know where you were gonna go with this question but i wasn't expecting that like who made a bigger yeah. impact uh-huh well considering before disney renaissance mm-hmm. literally walt People don't talk about this often, but he drove Disney into debt, like serious debt. A zippy doodah debt. <laughs> like it was at, like to the point where if Disney didn't make profit on a movie, like for example, Dumbo, they were like, oh, Dumbo's going to save us. Nope. Like if <laughs> they were living literally movie by movie, the company was movie oh, yeah. by movie. Disney did, or um, yeah, Dumbo did bad. They, they were did. they were doing so bad that Steven Spielberg probably could have bought them at the time because his films were doing fantastic compared to what Disney was doing before um, Michael Eisner. A primetime example of how bad it was. So, like, we know Walt 
passed and so on and so forth, the company kind of fumbled on what to do next. They decided to make a movie called Black Cauldron. And that movie, it most of the animation is recycled, like, panels and things, like, from other movies. Like, there's, like, Sleeping Beauty, like, old animation, Cinderella. Oh, yeah, like, that's how... But, like, that is a sign of not a lot of money. Like, they can't have animators who could be, like, drawing new characters and stuff they have to like recycle old cells and colors and like and black cauldron did awful it was a hot mess it was and not great not a great time for disney right suffice then, to say but then michael eisner he came in <laughs> but then was like but god here we go <laughs> here oh, we no. go <laughs> it's a new wave of animation but he knew that what had made Disney money in the past were princess movies. Mm -hmm. Snow White is what built all the Walt Disney Studios. Sleeping Beauty. Oh, Cinderella helped fund like the creation of Walt Disney World. Like that's how much money Cinderella made. Yeah. Cinderella and Snow White at, at, at times were pro or one of, or some of the most profitable films of all time at, 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 in their heyday. And, um, the reason I want to know is I'm wondering what it feels, I guess maybe it feels a little weird and, and maybe I haven't looked into it that much, but is Iger being pushed out? You know, that that's what I want to know because it just feels, it didn't feel right when I was seeing that. I was like, what do you mean he's, what do you mean he stepped down? Yeah. <laughs> how, how is he gone? This... This guy is, this guy's a big deal, you know? So I kind of feel like um, it makes sense why the um, Bob Ch is it Chapek, is that what it is? Chapek? Chapek? If oh. we're saying it wrong. She says Chapek, I say Chapek. I don't know. We're going to see. It's C-H-A-P-E-K. Yeah, we'll figure that one out. <laughs> Somebody will murder us on We that read one. articles. Sorry, we're old we're school. We're not, we're, listening we're not watching to... things on YouTube. Or... Bob Chapek, Chapek, Chapek. Um, he actually was the, the head of um, the Walt Disney Parks. So, yeah. So, Parks, and he also was in charge of direct-to-consumer and international division. So, if you've noticed in the recent years, Disney merch has stepped up their game. And that is all thanks to Bob Chapek. Yes. And you can also thank him for how much things cost because. Oh, uh, he so is responsible it, yeah. for the 13% yeah. hike in mm -hmm. annual passes. Oh, so this is who we should hate. Yes. No, we don't like him. Now this goes into our other point. Uh oh. We do not like this man. People don't realize that he's actually kind of worse than Iger. He values IP over original ideas, and he's made many, many budget cuts to the parks, like not paying cast members, you know, fair wages and cutting down entertainment. That's, I feel like that would be a problem for Disney Plus, because if you're not even giving us the shows that we want, how are we supposed to want to keep going? Because you know it's going to be more expensive. You know they're going to raise the price yep. on it, you know? 
I, I found a um I've had a pass at Disney uh Disneyland for I don't know eight years maybe maybe longer maybe I shouldn't admit that but I've had it for a long time and I when I was recently cleaning up doing like a I can't even say spring cleaning it's like a life cleaning man I was going in and I'm like wow this is a this is a bill for you know internet from 2013 why am I still carrying this around and then I realized I've just been carrying around a lot of junk so my mini sidebar right now is just throw away some of those boxes and stuff or go through it and see if you really need it because I was carrying around a literal whole bunch of baggage for no reason anyways back to this when I looked at it I found out that there was a um, an old Disney um, one of those renewal things oh the pages and it's like hey it's time for you to renew yeah it was like oh cool and it was like 3.99 or yeah oh my god can you imagine that hurt me so much i mean it's gone up a lot since yeah and he's been the chairman of disney parks for the past five years so you have him to thank also in the past pass holders when you would renew your pass you would get a discount yes so you had the incentive to renew your pass. Right. That don't exist anymore. <sighs> Thanks, Bob Jepek. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and, and get too angry with the guy just yet, because I'd like to see what he's about, you know? You know I, I'm interested. Have, he's been with the company for twenty seven years. I have other I have other heads of state that I'd be a little bit more angry with right now than this one <laughs> president oh, you know, also so. side last thing i will say about him he's the one who created the disney vault no yes <laughs> oh man how long has he been at the company i i just said 27 years oh i didn't hear that 27 years yeah that's insane. five years for parks but he he's been flip-flopping roles for the past couple years but yeah that's what his like best skills are yeah is that he's great at using existing assets and packaging them up for consumers and i wonder but i wonder how that works when it comes to disney plus then yeah (laughs) because uh they 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 are happy with disney plus because of the amount that it comes into and I think I think what people don't realize is how smart Disney Plus is because not owning any of these movies is the smartest thing a company can do because it's it's like a lease. I, it, everyone does it now. I remember when you could get um, one of the new iPhones for two hundred ninety nine dollars if you signed a two year contract. So then when you were done with your contract, you get to keep your phone. And the value was around the same of what you paid, which now they're like, oh, no, no, we don't do that now. And that, that's your down payment plus you pay monthly, yeah. you know? And so this way, now instead of them being like, coming back on Disney DVD or Disney Blu-ray. Oh, um, <laughs> good times. I know, right? So instead of them doing that now, which they're still going to do it. That's yeah. the crazy part. But now they're like, also, if you pay six ninety nine a month forever, you can watch them on your television. And so you win. I I've, I think a lot of people are starting to, to forget the fact that all these movies and a lot of companies are doing the, the vault thing, by the way, because um, 
when you see Netflix and when mm-hmm. you see um, Hulu or all these places where they're like, oh, we're taking this product off, but then you can go back to Hulu or you can go back to Netflix and actually rent the DVD. Yeah. You know, you can go to um, Amazon Prime and Yeah, people don't know that, it. that you could still yep. rent physical DVDs from and, Netflix. And Netflix, and I would not be surprised if you saw Netflix starting to do the whole video on demand. Where you mm. where you spent two or three extra dollars to rent one of those things that you wanted to see because it happens a lot all the time. I mean, uh, the cable uh, companies do it. Yeah, you know. I mean, I remember one day um, I'm watching Lizzie McGuire the movie on uh, Netflix, I think, and then the next day it was taken off, and I guess I'd missed it without knowing. Yeah. And so some friends are like, "Oh man, I guess I'm gonna have to buy it if I want to watch it." But how many times do you think you've bought or watched these things over and over? But do you actually own them anymore? That's the craziest part of this whole thing. So, I'm interested to see how the new Bob is going to make us want to pay for yeah. things we already have access to or things we already have. The point is, if you really love something, you guys. It's okay to invest on physical DVDs, music, any of like if there is something you really, really love, just buy the DVD. DVDs are way cheaper now too. You can get a five, $10, like all my favorite, all the classics. I can't find all my black and white movies. Like I have a box set of Audrey Hepburn movies, like that type of stuff. Like, yeah, those are, I will say this though, in favor of this whole thing that I just, went against is that it's smart too because i do that for music i used to have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cds and um there's no way there's no way you can keep them all cars don't even have that anymore i actually used to go in and make all of them burn them to my um computer and then have you know all this stuff now you don't even have a slot on on computers to do that so um, doing, I do Apple music, doing Apple music, or some people do Spotify or some people do Amazon. Um, it's smart because you have all the access to all of the, the songs you want new, old, whenever, and you just pay a monthly subscription. Now for me, the, the way you're saying it for me, I think music works better in that way because with music, the, um, the, they're going to be able to get their money in in uh in a way that you don't feel like you're not doing something right you know what i mean like when i go off and i listen to certain album five ten times they will be compensated accordingly um and that's that's the way that's the reason why a lot of people don't realize if you really like a certain artist go buy their actual go buy a vinyl go buy their cd go buy this go buy that i mean you don't love every single artist that much but if there's yeah. someone you do like enough go and buy something else go buy a shirt go buy merch because that's where they're making their money anyways with merch so if you yeah, really you like have them, to support, support the yeah. artist homestead not through the streaming service you can listen as many times sure but there's a reason why you're seeing artists now go on tour more so many yeah that's how two, they're making their money le- now. Two, yeah. three legs of it. It's you not... didn't see that often. You would yeah. see an artist go on tour maybe like once every three to five years. Mm-hmm. But you're seeing people like Taylor Swift. She's on tour like every year mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I just want to know, for, for me, the reason why, the reason why this whole uh, change is kind of interesting is uh, I don't want it to hurt. I don't want it to hurt um, the process of what Disney Plus could be. You know what I mean? The the new shows that can come out, all sorts of uh, different 
avenues that we didn't even expect. I just saw that Netflix released, I think, three new kids shows this last couple of Mm. weeks. Yeah, that um, all feel like they are um, direct in direct competition with uh, the show that we're about to talk about now, um, the Diary of a Future President. And I and I'm wondering if that's something that all that these other people are doing is they're kind of like, hey, we're still here and we're going to put money into something that that Disney Plus might be kind of not you know yeah i believe we talked about this on another episode that netflix purchased nickelodeon and what that netflix purchased nickelodeon what no no they didn't (laughs) no way (laughs) no (laughs) i'm i'm right i'm i'm on my computer i'm sorry i'm speed wait (laughs) (laughs) What? This is... <gasps> Dramatic pause. I I swear we talked about it on this podcast. Or... I'm hoping that somebody listens to every episode and goes to find the point when this was said so I... that I can find out what I was doing when I missed one of the biggest things i've heard in the year because I, I believe this was one of our disney plus chats and i was saying like you know people like netflix the point you're making they're catching on that they need to be also making um content for kids and it would oh this was when disney plus opened like literally when disney plus launched the next day Netflix announced the Nickelodeon deal. I think I missed that. This is insane. There's a SpongeBob uh, spinoff coming. To- <laughs> yeah. So they're planning. And um, like a few days after that deal happened, like a lot of um, Nickelodeon's old shows popped up on Netflix. Like I rewatched Victorious. I shouldn't have, but... <laughs> Sometimes you want to go <laughs> watch some trash Nickelodeon shows. Hey, you better you better stop talking about Ariana Grande's classic show like her that. her as cat. Oh my goodness! It's uh, oh. hey, Victorious is way better than Sam and Cat though. Oh, facts. Which I was not going Netflix to go back and rewatch to a multi year deal to utilize Nickelodeon's characters. Yes. To create original animated feature films and TV shows. See, and I was wondering whenever I saw Rocco's Modern Life, the the movie and stuff. Yeah. I was like, is this? And then they did an Invader Zim one. And both of those are before this deal was uh, talked about. And I remember thinking, are they going to do more? And so Rocco might get another one. Hey, Arnold is coming. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is a very exciting time. For, what a time to be alive. If you grew up like us, we're talking to you, probably 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds. Okay, let's let's um let's stop right now and just mention this to anybody who is a teenager or younger. I'm sorry that you lived in a time where your television was not as good as ours. Because I don't remember when I was a kid at all where 
they would say, oh, this show, this kid's show from back then is coming now for us to watch. I don't remember that. But <laughs> it feels like almost every day they're like, hey, Rocco's coming back or this or that. And I, I would say SpongeBob is more like towards the maybe middle-ish end because yeah. SpongeBob, SpongeBob's been on TV for a long time. It was like in the 90s too. So... I'm I'm looking at all that came back and anything from the 90s and 2000s is back and I'm not seeing things from like the 80s and 70s like that but those were the classics you know you're looking at you're looking at Hanna-Barbera you're looking at um uh, Bugs Bunny and Tweety and and all these things and you don't really see that much of those I mean we do have Space Jam 2 coming out but there wasn't the kind of content that you see um, now where people are literally throwing millions and millions of dollars at old properties. Is it because our stuff was that much better or is it because people are scared to actually give new people a voice? I think we are at the age where we have jobs and money and I think we are the target consumers. We're the ones who are going to buy these nostalgia things. Is, nostalgia is a big deal. Yeah. You know who started nostalgia? That I think started nostalgia. <laughs> okay, who? <laughs> well, uh, when it comes to television, I think it was I think it was Nickelodeon. Nick at Nick at Night. Nick at Night. Nick at Night. Oh, was, yeah. I mean, when and I then, was a and kid, then Disney had the Disney Vault or whatever. Whenever, yeah, like Zoo Disney and all this stuff would go off, then they would show Zorro and old shows. I think Nick at Night is my the mom start. was a sucker for those. We would watch Nick at Night. We would watch I Love Lucy, I that's, that's um, Gilligan's Island. That. That's the only reason I know those shows. The Cosby Show. Yeah, all those. I watched all that stuff. Taxi. I watched um, Mary Tyler Moore. Mash. Like, Mash. Like I watched all of those shows. Um. It doesn't like what's up. Bewitched was on there. Yes. Like all these shows I used to watch. And it's not because I was old enough to know them. I wasn't. But Nick at Night. <laughs> so That's I feel a fair like point. I feel like the world we live in now is just a new Nick at Night. <laughs> but also my mom was a sucker for the Disney vault. Like every time they announced a new movie coming to the vault, my mom would march her butt to yeah. the Disney store and because they would also offer a deal, you um, pre-ordered the VHS at the time, and they would give you these, like, lithographs. Mm. They were, like, you know, like posters, almost right, like right. nicer posters of stills from the movie. So whatever movie you were buying. And that was incentive for my mom. Like, she really loves Snow White. She was like, okay, it's out of the vault. I need to go get the movie so that I can also get my posters with it. It was smart marketing. Insane. Yeah. Wow. Well, we'll have uh, okay Netflix and <laughs> Nickelodeon. Yes, I knew it was coming, but I just wasn't sure. Maybe, maybe I, I do need to go back and listen and see if maybe we you like about scrolled it. or heard so. or something. But it, I think I, it didn't. I, it didn't, it didn't fully register. Nickelodeon was my jam. Like, yeah. No. Absolutely. I was watching me? Nickelodeon more than I was watching Disney Channel at one point. I did hear that Rugrats is supposed to come back. Yes. And so I wonder if that's in, on Netflix. <laughs> okay. I know. Let's, let's. That's I'm not going to have a life. <laughs> that's another time, another day. You're going to call me up and you're gonna be like, what are you doing? I, I, can't, I, I can't come to the phone right now. Oh, gosh. All right. I'm watching the wild thornberries. <laughs> okay. Um, can we talk about the coronaviruses? Okay. So we are now moving on to Disney parks because we also 
don't just cover. So I have a question before we continue. Oh, gosh. Should we, because in this Disney park section, we, we have the coronaviruses and stuff that we need to talk about, but we also have like the food and wine festival. So should <laughs> we should we start or stop with that? Okay, folks. I wish that I know we need to we figure need out watch. how to like live stream this or something so that you can like vote for things. What would you like to listen to next? The good news or the not so good Somebody's not going to be happy. But then again, this is no, no one's ever always going to be happy. So we apologize. You don't have to agree with everything we say. These are straight facts and news, but also our opinions. We but have strong ones. How about how about we do it the way I like? I like the bad news first. Okay. So let's just do that. Tell us about the coronavirus. So we know that this is an outbreak. Yes. Um, there's been reported cases out in Asia. We haven't really had tons here in America. <laughs> but anyways, um, Disney just announced that they will be closing their park beginning this week and that they will be closed for two weeks. And this is Tokyo Disneyland. And they also have closed Hong Kong Disneyland and Shanghai Disney. Why did it, why are long? we why are we talking about this? Why does this affect us? Well, considering that they're closing these parks down, it they said two weeks, but honestly, I have heard people talk about maybe it being a month long closure, just to ensure the safety of park guests and oh, also Universal Japan, Legoland Japan. They're all following the suit because you know they don't want to spread. Really. Really? So anyways, this affects us because money. How much think about How much money are they going to lose and how much yep. are we going to have to pay yep. Yep. because yes. oh man. Yes. But, but that's that's not even the biggest point. The biggest point is what happens if they close down Disneyland and Disney World? Because I I've started to see a lot of um cases coming here, you know. I have a friend who's a doctor and um he has said that there's a lot of people who've been doing traveling, then they'll come here and then they have certain issues. In fact, in LA, um, uh, I heard this is yesterday. Who's that LAX? Yeah, I heard that there was some woman who had been doing some traveling and then she went and started eating at some spots like downtown or something. Uh -huh. And somebody else ended up getting some sort of sickness or something because of that. So, how close are we to having this affect the United States theme parks? And on top of that, is it even safe to be going right now to any? Like, I honestly don't know that much about what this coronavirus is. But I will say this for anybody listening from what my doctor says is you have to just wash your hands all the time. Yeah. People are so used to touching their face and doing this and that. You don't know where other things have been. You really don't. Well, the biggest offender is our phones. You know, oh, when yeah. you put your phone down, a lot of people that I know, they put their phone down when they go eat and mm -hmm. they put it on the table. Yeah. And it's and, so, and then and then I like it whenever people feel like they're being nice. So they put it face down. Yeah. To give the other, you're getting even more terms. I don't understand. Why do you even have your phone out in the first place and put it, put it on the table? Pocket, yeah, yeah, no, I have my purse. Keep it in the purse. I I don't understand. You know, you can have it on sound if maybe you're waiting for a call or something. Yeah. We shouldn't be looking at our phones while reading. But anyways, point is, our phones carry tons and tons of germs. If you're sleeping with your phone in bed, 
guys, yeah. don't put your phone in bed with you. Yeah. You know, I really feel like I should start implementing um, what a lot of Asians do to where when you walk in the house, you have to take your shoes off. I That's smart. Yeah. You really just don't know where all that... What is someone bringing uh, in? You know, if you're having a dinner party or something, you you don't know where that person came from, or maybe they have a cat and then they start touching your food. Or just wait till I start. Just wait till I do that. Just wait till I do that. Those videos, that little video series I want to do about germs. It's gonna be perfect. So at Shanghai Disney Resort, they've been closed since January, end of January, and Mm. apparently it's approximately a. One hundred and thirty-five million dollar impact if the park is closed for two months. I just hear, oh, I just hear that this is not going to be good for us. And Hong Kong is the impact of their operating income is about forty million for their second quarter. Okay, I, new CEO. <laughs> Don't hurt us. I wonder if I wonder if um, somebody over there was like, you know what, <laughs> new Bob is gonna make all these people pay too much money. We need to give him a new job. <laughs> Let's make him CEO. That's insane. I don't know what they're gonna do. I uh, what I will say the bright side is that technically, if you guys didn't know, the Asian parks are not fully owned by the Walt Disney Company. They're actually owned by like private contractors from their respective countries. So Walt Disney only owns a 47% stake in Hong Kong. Um, Shanghai is only a 70% stake. And then. Only? Yes. (laughs) 70% is. 70%. Well, because there's two and it's like 70 in one and then 43% in the second one. Oh. It's it. The breakdown. Yeah, that's that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But Walt our Walt Disney Company owns our Disneyland and Walt Disney World. So that could be a direct effect towards us. Okay. Um Who knows? I think we'll see. I think we're gonna We'll be here to report it to you if it happens. I think we're gonna go ahead and, and move on to something else. Um I, I wanna give everybody like five seconds. To not think about that, Tyler. All right, it's time for the food and wine festival guide. How many times have we talked about how much we love the food I really at don't think California they, I really don't think Adventure? I really don't think they understand how much it is. So, highlighted by my favorite thing, one of my favorite things in the entire world, mac and cheese. They always have the best mac and cheese at these things. I still, to this day, don't understand why they just don't sell this at the park. Like, give me some mac and cheese with some, like, chicken strips anywhere. Make it fourteen ninety nine. I don't even care. I will pay that junk. This is, come on. Anyways, we'll get past that. So, um... We have we have nuts about cheese marketplace. I they actually keep the names of these places now, which is which is pretty cool. That I really some didn't are even different notice. though. They switch them up. They they have a few of them. Nuts about cheese is is a spot that's been there before, but they have uh, this honey berman lemonade. My that... question to you is, how long is food and wine? So it 
It opens up it's, end of it's February. From, it, I'm sorry, of course. And it's till when? F- forgive me for not telling that. You're right, Felicia. It actually starts today, February 28th of, of the day of recording, until April 21st. So you have time. Oh, you, we, we all have time. Go get your food. Unless you're listening to this in May, then shout out to you. We're so sorry you missed out on the delicious food. It's okay. Food and wine will always be back in the fall. Yes. And there's other ones too. They, they have a lot of different ones. So uh, you'll have Festival of uh, Light. What's the Festival of Holidays? Oh, Festival of Holidays. Yeah, yeah, that's at the end of the year. That's always nice too. So I really want to try that um, honey bourbon lemonade they have there. They've got... Um, there's so many new things. So they there's... have a fried ma- they have a fried chicken and waffle yeah sandwich. That uh, I'm, interested I'm a in. little questionable about the picture of it because it looks like a waffle is that sandwich. Boba? Yes. What is on top of it? They <laughs> is that boba? The and Disney then... Parks blog has not explained what is on top of this chicken waffle thing, but it's those like um, gelatin balls. Um, like, you know, the things they put in drinks and they put the balls on top. And I honestly don't know if for sure, we can't confirm this, if those are actual like bobo balls or whatever and they is are. That, is that like I, cottage, cottage cheese? cheese. <laughs> <laughs> we're just basing this off a of photo. You guys were so sorry. Okay. So for those of you who, who don't know, there's a spot called Bruxy and, and basically they'll take a, um, a waffle in it and it's in the shape of a, a taco and then they put chicken and, and different yeah. stuff on the inside so that's what this is but then you see like a small piece of the chicken and then on top of it it looks like cottage cheese and then the gelatin ball thing she's saying on top of that the we haven't seen this in person yet so we're just going off of photos off the disney parks blog yes the description does say Brunch fried chicken and waffle sandwich with mimosa inspired slaw and OJ bubbles. Why? So that's OJ bubbles. Why? On top of it. And then mimosa inspired slaw. Why? I'm so confused. Those I'm just flavors say, yo, don't make those, any sense. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now how to make this thing bomb. Are you ready? Okay, you go there and you say, yeah, give me the brunch fried chicken and waffle sandwich without the mimosa-inspired slaw and OJ bubbles. Then you go to the other spot, which I don't know where that is just yet because it's my that's my favorite already. But wherever the mac and cheese is, you get that mac and cheese. That's actually at um, Garlic Kiss Marketplace. You get the – or um, is it? No, yes. it's actually yeah. very – where is yeah okay. it's the garlic kiss marketplace then you go you go there you get the garlic mac and cheese with bacon you throw that on top of oh, that waffle yes, with yes. the mac and and you were gonna have a good day you listen to me watch next year that's what they have oh gosh they were listening oh it'll make me happy and sad at the same time <laughs> happy and sad at the same time I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I, Golden Hour, Casey Musgraves, um, awesome album. They they do have they do have a um, peanut butter and cream with uh, chocolate icing and chopped peanuts on a churro. So yeah. that one sounds kind of cool. They um, they've got 
an almond mocha shake. They've got this is all like, like schmoozies. They do that type of stuff. Yeah, they, they have they Italian reveal meatball sandwich, things. which I still haven't had a meatball sandwich there yet, to this day. But I guess it's just well, those me other either. things. Yeah, there's priorities, food and wine priorities. Um, all I know is that even down like downtown Disney, I think we need to maybe go and try this time. They have like some good looking um, things. This is something you would we like. went to. Didn't we go to Bob? The new burger place that they open? No. Yes. It was not great. I don't know why you think you see pictures. I didn't say it was good. <laughs> you see pictures of the new things that they're gonna have at that we place. We didn't go to this place though. This is the um the uh the Ballas Point Brewing Company. It's right next door to that spot with the crazy shakes. I thought the, those are two the different same spots. Place. Yeah, I know they have because that I'm one so because that one just has like a the small door. Yes. That you can't, and so you you don't you would miss it. So no. downtown Disney is changing every five minutes. I can't keep up. Every six minutes. Oh, they sure. also released or they opened a new like Asian food spot um, mm. in downtown Disney. Really? Is it good? Um, uh, down at the end. Yeah, where rainforest. Where, where, yeah, where Cafe we used to have used to the. Be? Okay, yeah. No, I, I have seen that. Never mind. Yeah. Um, well. I, I don't want to go into every single thing that they have here, but I mean the most they, the thing you're most excited for is the mac and cheese, and that's sad because it's always the thing I'm most excited. Well, for. it's the best thing. I have tried to try other things. Have you tried to try? Yes, <laughs> I I realized that I said a tongue twister I've there. Never heard I, that before. I don't know. I've tried to try. It sounds like a song you were saying. Oh, <laughs> by the way, they also have wings back again. Yeah, we do um, like their wings. We've tried those in the past. It seems like this year they've gotten more ambitious with their options. And the other thing I will say is that there are more vegan options. Last year, they had, I think, a Impossible Burger. I think that was one of the only vegan options. But this year, I'm like pleasantly surprised. Like there's a watermelon poke option. There's a vegan mac and cheese um there's an there's a vegan mac and cheese yeah yeah that one and it's cheeseburger flavored Hmm. interesting they do i mean i think it's time for me to try the impossible burger or something i still haven't had one yet i've had a couple i don't know and it's a hit or miss like i tried the one at burger king well they actually have um uh impossible meat impossible plant uh lettuce cups that they that they're selling it at one of these spots Oh. For the food and wine, yeah. So we for could, the festival of yeah. holidays, they had a impossible meat shepherd's pie, and that was really good. It's a hit or miss for me. I've had not good impossible burgers, <coughs> Burger King, but the Del Taco impossible tacos, those are delicious. I'm gonna need you to stop going at every single company or we'll never get anybody to I'm sponsor so us. I'm so sorry. What is wrong with <laughs> we you? love you, Burger King. We love you. Wow. I don't know, chain restaurants. <laughs> wow. They they also do have, uh, um uh the, they had this last year though. It's a petite and possible burger with guac, pepper jack. Yes, they had that one last year. And it was good. Yeah. Okay, see? But okay. it was a little small. That was my only, I understand that it's food and wine and the portions are small. But, I mean, some of these booths offer, like, two tacos. And the smallness of this, like, little slider. And when you slider, look at the little picture, like, it's like, um, this is actual Yeah, size. no, like, it's, like, <laughs> miniature. 
yeah no it was almost like a bite you had a bite of a burger so you almost want to buy two if you did like it that much mm. interesting well all right we've gone through a whole bunch of stuff today and i'd love for us to do more but we're gonna have to do that in another one because it's time for us to kind of slow down this one and end today's episode I hope you guys enjoyed everything we talked about. We're going to do this as often as we can. Weekly. Weekly episodes. And if we can't get to weekly, then bi-weekly episodes. But if you follow us on... The socials. Then you'll be able to find out. We are at Poof Network collectively. But solo, you can follow me on Becoming Felicity and Cosby at... The Real Cosbo. I enjoyed today. This is always so much fun being with you. Aw, shucks. I feel the same way about my partner in magic, Cosby. (laughs) All right, guys. I'm Cosby. And I'm Felicia. We'll see you next time. See you real soon. Thank you. All right, girl. Sidebar, sidebar. Deep dive, sidebar. Deep dive, deep dive, sidebar. Deep dive. (laughs) Which one is it? Didn't we call it deep dive? The first one, deep dive. Yeah, no, yeah. All right, this is our deep dive, deep dive, deep. Are you not going to do it with me? Oh, deep dive, deep dive. Too late. Oh, man. (laughs) All right, ready? No, we'll go. Ready? Deep Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Okay, okay. (laughs) All right, so I had some friends who went to the Sweethearts Night. Um, And I did too. Yeah, and let's let's talk about it from my side real quick because my friends aren't about the pictures before you start yes i will say this okay so what we're referring to in a previous episode we talked a lot of mad trash previously on the poof cast maybe you'd like insert like a sound bit or something but we previously talked about how disney likes to do these nighttime events now and how we will not be supporting said nighttime events because we do not have the money. We pay for passes. Lord. And these nighttime events run around a hundred and something dollars. And Disney's already costing us at least uh, at least a G minimum because of gas and the and the um, yeah. and buying merch and uh the the um food and yeah. wine oh, festivals. My. They take our money with the food. Honestly, you guys, we don't really buy merch. Like we are all yeah, about the food. A lot of food. So, so it's a lot. Yeah. Anyway, so our deep dive today is about the nighttime events and the most recent one, Sweetheart's Night. And so at Sweetheart, Sweetheart, Sweetheart's at night. Sweetheart's Night, I had a, a friend, a couple. They went there. That was on Valentine's, um, mm-hmm. and I asked them. I said, "So how was it? You know, so I could come back and let all you, you people know the the truth because we had talked about it and said." That it kind of sucked because you pay a lot of money and then you end up standing in lines. And that's what they said. They said, actually, there were a lot of lines and um, we were cool with it. And I'm like, oh, were they not that long? They're like, oh, no, the lines were long. But it was nice because then we got to ride more things because everybody was so um, everybody was so into getting in certain lines that we just got to go by. And so if you're one of those kind of couples that, and there are a lot that want to get the the pick for the gram, you know, they want to take their pictures with whatever was going on. I don't even know all the stuff that was there. So you're going to have to tell me, mm-hmm. but they were happy that everyone was so in love with these picture spots because they had 
free reign to go and do more of the actual Disney stuff. So their sweetheart night was really about going and doing those things. And they were happy because everyone else was in line. And that's where this problem lies. Everybody else was in line. So they paid extra money to stand in lines to take pictures. That's a lot that I just can't. I just don't want to get down with that. You know what I mean? I feel like there's so much more you can do with your time than stand in line at Disneyland for extra things. I already understand that we're going to be in line for rides. We're going to be in line for food and wine. We're going to be in line for that. But that's with admission, not extra hundred and whatever dollars to do the same thing. You know? Yeah. If I want to drive my point across (laughs) about these events, um, most of the, the friends that I have, they are diehard Disney fans. Yeah. And they most likely have a pass. So they can go to the park whenever they want. They personally don't care about getting on rides at these events. They want to meet the rare characters, which there are a lot of at Sweet Night, Sweetheart's Night. They want to do photo ops. Usually they have like a DJ set up. Like they want to do the things that are their for the event and are not at the park usually who was there that was special do you know well they did what they did at last year's sweethearts night so this is the second one that they've done and it was pretty much the same lineup so what they did for last year and this year's sweetheart night is they brought out popular disney couples so they brought out... Okay, I get that. Yeah. yeah, because it's, you know, it's a Valentine's Day event. You, and you usually always don't see couples at, at Disney. So, okay, I get that. Yeah. That's so fun. It, it's, a, it's incentive, sure. I happened to be at Disneyland on Sweetheart's Night. I was not trying to attend it. I, on Valentine's? No, no, Sweetheart's Night wasn't on Valentine's. Well, it was the like... The day before? The day before. Yeah, that Thursday. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I was there because I was at the park, but oh, that's right. I, was, I went the next day. Right? I did. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't realize that it was Sweethearts Night, and I was like, oh, because I assumed, like you just did, that it was on Valentine's Day, and right. I just happened to be around, so I got to see like a little bit of them setting up, and I noticed that Sweethearts Night is mainly couples. Mm-hmm. Didn't really see a lot of families there. It was just straight up couples attending. So anyway, so they had popular Disney couples there, like um, Belle and Beast. Um, they had Meg and Herc, um, Kita and Milo from Atlantis. That's the rarest one. That's I would pretty say. rare. That sounds yeah. rare. Yeah. You never see them, so that's pretty exciting. That's incentive, I would say. Okay. I mean, no, I understand. I understand going to to look at those different things and get those pictures if that's like your thing. I get that. Like, I'm not going to say that. And I'm not the kind of person who's like, don't go and do this. Look, I would not have told anybody that it's a good idea to go on the very first day of uh, Rise of the Resistance because the lines were insane. But I'm also not going to tell you that I did not have a blast and I'm not happy that I was there on the first day of that ride. You know what I mean? So I get it. If people really want to go, then people can go and 
and do it. And you should, you 100% should. But I think that the system is kind of flawed to where they don't give uh, the, the, the people enough of that chance. And I think, you know, what would be cool if they were to be like, hey, if you come back again, here's a coupon for 20% off of merch or food. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just paid enough of that just they to walk in They used to do here. that in the past. They used to have a system called Disney Dollars. And it was like whatever you spent, yada, yada, yada. You would get Disney Dollars towards food or merchandise. I even remember going on a school trip and they had given us Disney Dollars to spend in the park. like, And that covered our lunch and if we wanted something extra. Right. But that's cool. That. I didn't know that. That's That's new to me. I think I have one. I'll have to bring you one. They were cute. They had like they looked like a dollar, and it instead of having they had a, Mickey. Yes. Yeah, we get it. Precious. <laughs> we love it. Oh, I miss Disney dollars. All right. What about um, good time? So the the coolest characters. My last one. Yeah. Is that they had Tiana and Naveen at Sweethearts <sighs> Night, but they doing? were in twenties outfits. So Tiana. The one when he's like with the he's not he's like in a different outfit he's like in a sweater vest with like mardi gras colors and then isn't that what he's wearing whenever he's playing the good he's in a beige vest i know it's like real subtle but he was like in colorful (laughs) things i wish you guys could see this like every time i'm trying to say is it this outfit she's putting her finger up hold on because she wanted to say this subtle thing but she's right that's different i like that yeah no he was like in yellow pants it was adorable and Tiana was like in a flapper dress and she was like holding fur around. It was just precious. We love these things. I want to see the picture. Okay. Um, all right. You have oh, you already have it. You're perfect. Who is that? Who? Is that is that the Naveen? Yeah. Can you see it? Yeah. Well, it's on the Oh, oh careful. All that noise that just went. That's okay. We're I'm a, showing Cosby a, dive, a um, Instagram story. We're not as formal here. So they got like a... It, I hope he's a person of color. Like oh. there's enough of us to give people a job. <laughs> oh, look at that. Aladdin and Jasmine. Yeah, they had Flynn and Rapunzel. But like Flynn, Flynn and Rapunzel, Rapunzel are always out. they're always out. Like if you so, just go right Same side, thing yeah. with Aladdin and Jasmine. And then Snow and... Um, her prints like same thing like i'm not excited about those characters they're always out nothing new thanks a lot disney right okay so can we um talk about the 80s night did it already happen yeah that are so that was how was it that launched in january <laughs> that was right before sweethearts night my friend keisha we shout her all the time shout out keisha. oh yeah we had those tick remember we had those extra tickets that that um a friend was yes. selling but it was still like too much money Oh, he he wanted like a hundred yeah thirty five on think? the day of yeah it's day like, of you want to go tonight it's like what <laughs> yeah hey but I'm but sorry. more power to him like if I ever if we ever need tickets for stuff we know we know who to go to so I only had one group of friends who went to Sweethearts Night but I know so many people who went to Eighties Night because and how was it what a theme so my friend Keisha she's been to all the Disney After Darks. Except this latest Sweethearts Night because she went to the one last year. So she was, she's fine. But she's been to all of them and she said that this one was the most well-organized one. 
because we've talked about this before, how the organization isn't great as well for these events. They kind of just throw them together. But she was pretty impressed that for 80s night, she was able to go into the park earlier than the event started. Like I think an hour before the event actually started, she was able to check in. And there were already like set up photo spots that she could already line up to. And that was really helpful because Keisha's goal is to meet all the characters. And the fact that she was able to start meeting characters before the event officially started helped her manage her time and actually have her experience other things than just doing characters. So, yeah. They, she said they did a good job on, like, character rotations this time around because 90s night was a hot mess. You were waiting the entire event just to meet power line. So, well, basically, all the things that we were complaining about before, they write, they're starting to fix? Starting okay. to fix, yeah. Okay, see? Now, now dis- okay, Bob, new Bob, you're, you're working. So, yeah, they listen. It's clear that Disney listened to the gripes. And I even had a cast member who worked on 80s Night, and he said that that was, like, one of the goals, to, like, right the wrongs of 90s Night. It really is cool to, to see it. Like, I'm, I'm watching a, a video right now, actually, of of how they were doing things off of uh, the, the Matterhorn. Yeah, they uh, had projections and, on the yeah, Matterhorn. And then and- on the actual castle. So that's pretty cool. So production value was a little nicer. The coolest thing that they had was they opened up the Mickey and the Magical Maps stage area and they set up a DJ. Oh, is that where that DJ was? Yes. And then they had like every 15 minutes, I believe, they had like a group of dancers and the dancers would like come out. So that was pretty. It was like a full dance party. It when I looked at people's Instagram stories, that's where people were there the most. And they had fun, rare characters. The most rare characters that I was very excited about, they had Ewoks. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. They had Ewoks. And then Sebastian was out. They had like a little mermaid section. And you can meet Evil Queen at... Wow, why am I saying Evil Queen? Sorry. <laughs> Ariel and Sebastian. And they had... Ariel? Um, the DuckTales characters huey louie dewey yeah that's cool and mickey was out in like a mouser size tracksuit that was real cute but yeah 80s night they they did a good job that's exciting um after hearing that i'm kind of wanting to do one but let's just wait a little nah. longer <laughs> you've they already did. done one though so but i they, haven't well, i might force you to go you force me to go all the time. I'll go with you. Yeah. We could go to the Star Wars night. They just announced that one. When? Mm, I don't remember. May? I love it. Like, I'm sitting here saying, like, oh, I want to go to one, meaning, like, in a year. And she's like, fine, I'll go if you're making me. And I'll have to go next month. <laughs> well, Star Wars night is the only one that I was like, hmm. Like, if I'm going to do one this year, like, maybe I would want to do the Star Wars night one. We're going to go to 80s night next year. That's if they have it next year, because last year they only did 90s, and this year they did 80s. Maybe next oh. year will be 70s. Yeah, and then the first year that they did Disney After Dark, it was more like 50s. Oh, yeah, you went to that one. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. All right. All right, if you made it this far, we went on multiple tangents when we were supposed to just go on one, but it's okay. This is why it's a deep dive, and you really didn't have to stay this long. So if you did, thank you. You're a trooper. We appreciate you. We love you so much. Please 
Just come back next time. Please. Please. And then, and then when you hear that poof sound, you can just leave. You don't have to listen to this part. <laughs> but if you like listening to us, then oh cool. gosh. At this point, they're almost like they're just in the in the room with us, like yeah, because we're not even really, we're, we're just, like please we're stay. just having a conversation at this point. Play stay by Rihanna. <laughs> All right, we're out.